post faith cheese steaks. We got uh, let's see. Last week we did or two weeks ago we did what football or no we March Madness. Then we had a little Good. little break, little dietitian UFC action. Now we're back into basketball, NBA playoffs, and we got the lovely Mr. Tyrell Bradshaw and Mr. Timothy Mullen. How are we doing, gents? You, what's good? Doing good. Great to be back. You know, Sports 360, man, we never stop. We we cover everything. Everything. It could be Everything's on our docket. Or backyard wiffle ball. We got you. Hey, <laughs> times are tough. We, call, we come in with something exciting. Times are, times are tough. All right. So, like I said, this is going to be an NBA-focused episode, so um you know playoffs are about to start we i got playing games starting tuesday and wednesday um and then obviously i believe it's what april 15th is when the official playoffs yeah, start friday. so this friday wow we're already it's crazy that like easter just happened and then like it's middle of april on friday already like i don't yeah i need to chill but i think it's gonna <laughs> fly too i think the month's gonna fly yeah but um yeah so we'll do a little recap of the nba regular season and then uh, we'll pretend each of us are on the you know voting board for NBA awards, and we're all going to put in our vote in for who we think should win, you know MVP, Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year, stuff like that. And then get into the playoffs and kind of reveal our our bracket layout and uh, who we got winning the NBA Finals. So, without further ado, and if anyone has any, you know, I would say more not really a recap of the NBA season, but like things that really stuck out. Like to me, right away, the whole Mavericks thing going on right now is kind of interesting because they were what they were five games over 500 when they traded for Kyrie and then mm-hmm. they looked like they were going to be good and then they imploded and completely imploded on and Luca and Kyrie didn't even play the last game right or they played for like five minutes <laughs> Luca just Luca played up. the yeah. first quarter Kyrie didn't play Wild. Christian Woods didn't play Tim Hardaway Jr. didn't play like <laughs> the thing is that bothers me about the whole thing is that like at the end of the day, you still have a chance to go for it. Like winning that oh, yeah. game solidifies the play-in spot. So you could have went for it, but you didn't. And if you weren't going to go for it, like if you were going to like quietly tank, then you should have did it weeks ago. And I don't think anybody yeah. would have said anything. It would have just looked like the Kyrie trade really didn't work. But like, lo and behold, y'all could have been having back like behind the scenes conversations with him to make sure everything was good because now they're worried about this pick with the Knicks. Yep. Like, so it's that that's, that's the it, thing that it just makes it look horrible the, the tandem like that too it's just that dude you have Kyrie and Luca you need to be confident you can win every game we're not talking about going against like the Suns or the Nuggets we're talking about can you go beat the Timberwolves and the Pelicans like these are teams that Kyrie and Luca should be able to beat I, I I agree I really don't understand how that whole thing transpired how it got so bad yeah. uh, the thing is, is like they're there's so like offensively powered too. like they traded away a lot of their defense when they try to get Kyrie in the first place. So that's a lot of their issues too. Like if either one of them isn't firing on all cylinders, like they're going to lose. Yeah. They don't have a defense. Yeah, it just makes you think that you're throwing, you're just throwing stuff at the wall to see if it sticks just like, I guess to impress Luca, but man, sitting all these guys in a, when you theoretically still have a chance, is that really going to impress Luca? Like this complete season has been a waste. And after you made all that big trade with Kyrie, who probably didn't fit wide, you know, with Luca, uh, it's just it's really insane. You make that move, you you have to keep going for it. What's the point? Kyrie most likely is leaving. You know, you you made a rental just to bow out and not make the playoffs or even try for it. It, I, I don't. I mean, really confused, especially with the Mavericks. Like that's yeah. that's not really something a Mavericks organization I think would do. They're they're much usually well run. 
Cuban always seems like he's ready to invest and win and do whatever it takes. And I don't get the, how this whole thing imploded so badly. It's just a bad look for the league too. Like you have people that are diehard fans of this team and they had two games to win that they could have gotten into the playoff, the playoffs, you know, the playing matches with that. And they just bowed out and, you know, didn't mm-hmm. try. That's like crazy to me. Um, I mean, you have teams that. like the Sixers didn't even start. They, they played two games back to back without any starters and they walloped both teams with backups, but that's because they were coaching to win, right? They weren't like trying mm-hmm. to lose Mavericks out here, just purposely losing because they want to, Two, one or two better draft spots. Like, I, I just, yeah. And the thing is, too, like, if you're, if you're to not going to get the, the players, first, like, if you're, if you're at this point, tanking is pointless if you're not going to get the first pick because yeah. everybody knows everybody wants Wimbenyama. Like, who, Scoot Anderson, there's, I mean, there are a couple other people in this draft class. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not trying to say that, like, it's one and one person in the draft is over, but like, if you're going to tank, like, you should have strategically done this months ago. Yeah, like at yeah, that point, like get the first overall pick. Like this isn't. It the... is such a bad look for yeah, the NBA, is... like you were saying, because well, the whole plan. This was the whole point of the plan was to avoid this for those yeah. teams that <laughs> aren't going to get the first overall pick, who are on the borderline to make them incentivized to play. And you're telling me that the first year, I think, I think, I believe this is the first year of the plan, um, and they can't, and they still have this problem. And then with a team that has two superstars on it, and they still can't get them interested to play out the last game of the season. It's it's just such a terrible look because this was the whole reason of the plan was to avoid this exact situation and it's still happening. Yeah. It's just a mind oh, that's a bad really one. Say it. it really it doesn't give you much. Con- I know they just signed the new CBA, but it really makes you think that these these deeper problems they have aren't really going anywhere. Um, I you know one of the other things they have the big problem they're trying to do and it goes off of a point we were talking before we got on this was the the load management and. Low-key, the most impressive thing I've heard in the NBA in quite some time, and I honestly didn't even know about it until the last game of the season, was Bridges, Mikel Bridges, playing every game and having like 200, I don't know, 63. Maybe my lovely friend with the ginger beard can hit me with the, the exact number. <laughs> but it is it is a like, I mean, 236, 263, whatever the number is, com- you know, compare that to however long the Ironman streak is with Cal Ripken in baseball. I think it's almost more impressive when you factor in how physical mm-hmm. basketball is, the load management and everything. Pretty crazy. That That is an accomplishment that doesn't get enough love. Oh, 100%. And the fact that because of the trade, he played 83 this season. Yeah. And he played all those games. <laughs> I mean, at last game of the season, he checks in for four seconds. Foul, like, foul hey, you know, and he put a uniform on. Technically, did he play? Like, I don't know. But at the same time, like, nevertheless, it's still incredibly impressive, especially, like you had said, like, in this load management era where you got players that you tweak an ankle and that's a mom minimum or something yeah. like that. Or or just for the sake of just like, hey, like, you know, you're coming off injury. We're going to wait and bring you back slow. Another week, two weeks, we'll do the evaluation and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I, it's great for – if you're a Mikel Bridges fan, like, it's great. Like, you want him on your team because you know that he's going to show up every single game. Anthony Edwards is like that too. Like, he shows up for a lot of his basketball games and stuff. So. Yeah, Mikel Bridges is like the uh, the Frank Gore of the Eagles, like the shoulda, coulda, woulda. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Bridges was drafted by the Sixers, and then I I just remember ESPN was like making this whole they had this whole storyline. Oh, he's from the area, his family's Sixers fan, this and that. And then like two picks later, he got traded. He's from like, Villanova, right? Bruh. He played at Villanova. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. His mom works for the Sixers. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I just don't understand. I, <laughs> yeah, like, this could not, so, yeah. PR-wise, if I'm the PR department, I'm ready to murder the, the front office department. Like, how, like, you've given us this golden egg. How yeah. did you let this slip out of our hands? Zaire yeah. Smith, yeah. what has he ever done? How do you think he's played a game? He's it's, done so it's... much between Phoenix and now even Brooklyn. Like, the fact that Brooklyn is about to be in the play-in, like, how? Yeah, like, that's... you would have thought it's they crazy, were completely... Yeah. You would have thought they completely fell off the rails after the trade and everything that went down with Durant and Irving early, like earlier this season. But like he kept them afloat. Yeah, who would have thought? Guys. Who would have thought the Mav like the Mavs would have gotten Kyrie and Dallas was going to miss the playoffs, but Brooklyn was falling out with, of with the who? picture. Yeah, while Brooklyn yeah. stayed in the picture without either one of them, and with a better record too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's like my biggest takeaway. My biggest headline for this season is one. First off, this is the Nets we're talking about. The team who traded away all their top five lottery picks for Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce and let the Celtics get guys like Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and Jason Tatum. And then they went and brought in Ben Simmons, who has been a complete disaster. And I don't know what world they would have thought this would have been anything but a disaster. But somehow this team then takes the most hyped up super team ever and falls completely on their face, trades Mm -hmm. it all away midseason. But now they're in the playoffs while the Mavericks – tank their last game to avoid it and they have the same exact record as the phoenix suns who got kevin durant i i am shocked by how well this whole thing has turned around it's kind of awesome it's just it's insane (laughs) it's like you see this team you see them trading Kyrie irving and kevin durant after playing like you know three and a half games together and you're like oh this is just brooklyn nets this is as usual but they've like fell on their feet they are significantly better this is probably the best point they've ever been in the last 10 years they definitely stuck their landing for sure they stuck the landing on that that's that's Crazy. the like the funniest stat to me is like when those three were in Brooklyn, Harden, Kyrie, and Durant, they played a total of thirteen games together. Like that, yeah. that's got to be the biggest like what that's if wild. ever. Like that is wild. But yeah. Tim, what was the? Team now they're in a good spot. They're not in a bad spot. You know, <laughs> no one saw this happening. If I told you in the beginning of the season, you know they're going to be in the playoffs. But they're not going to have Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving on the team anymore. And Ben Simmons isn't going to play a game. Yeah. Like, what the hell happened here? Tim, what was your guess? Bro. Your guesstimate at how many games in a row Bridges played? I want to say two sixty-three. Yeah, you're well. You're a little off. It was uh, three hundred ninety-one straight games. Wow. Damn, that's uh, that's a hell of a lot. Bro, more than I thought I thought I was being generous. Four hundred games that he has not missed since becoming a pro. That is incredible, fam. Kawhi Leonard, who? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Lou managed himself. How did no, how, he, how, he invented it? He did. We're at, like, <laughs> how did we get to 390 or whatever games you just said? How are we only just now hearing about this? I literally have never heard about this until the last game of the season. Like, that is such an impressive feat that I can't believe no one has made this connection or bothered to bring it up. Yeah. Like the, uh, my my, um, my furry wild. friend, where who's who's the next who's next in line? Who's got the longest street after? Bridges, it can't possibly be that close. I don't know. I can look that up yeah. for you. But I was going to say, the what's crazy is that after he got traded, he's played 26 games for the Nets. He's averaging 27.2 points, 4.7 rebounds. Oh, he's great. Three assists, and he's shooting 48%. Like, Which what? is 10, a, point, it's what? 10 <laughs> points higher than what he was averaging in Phoenix. Like, it's all crazy. he needed was more minutes. Like, he's, he's definitely like that guy. He like he's a playmate. He's a, he's a star. He was just a three mm-hmm. and D guy on like a, a loaded Suns team. But yeah. man, he's really moving into Brooklyn, which again can't believe that this is Brooklyn just like flourishing from 
the demolition of the most disappointed super team ever. But you look at the roster, it's pretty nice, nice shape. They got a lot of nice players there. They're young. They got a good nucleus. They don't have Kyrie Irving anymore. That's always good. Uh, you know, they're they're in a surprisingly good situation for everything they've went through. Yeah. He also and at this uh, point too, like no, go ahead, do other. Like I say, he also played all 116 games of Villanova. <laughs> he got he don't miss work. He don't miss work. <laughs> he don't miss work. He's not calling out. You committed exactly employee. No, that's <laughs> awesome. But I mean, I, for for what it's worth, though, I mean, do I think they're going to make any noise in the East? No, no. no. But at the same nice time, story. though, it's like this has to be promising, though. You see this from your team; they get into the play-in. Even if they have an early exit, you got some draft picks and some stuff from uh, from the trade that you got with Durant. So at the end of the day, like it's this anything is just is good at this point. Like they win that it's play just... playing game, or even just like an exit in the first round with like in like five or six games, like that's not bad. It's such a we weird a like to. arc. If you think about like before mm-hmm. Durant, Kyrie, they were this nice team. D'Angelo Russell, a whole bunch of young guys. Uh, Kenny Atkinson was the coach, and they were going. They were breaking out of those terrible years because of that insane trade with the Celtics. But they had a nice team. Then they decided, oh no, screw all this. Let's just go get Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, because we can. Fire Kenny Atkinson because they don't want him. Bring in Steve Nash, who doesn't know how to coach anything. Go trade everything we can think of to go get James Harden to bring in the super trio that does absolutely nothing. Blow it all up. Fire Steve Nash. Bring in another kind of unheralded coach and build this whole roster around a whole bunch of young guys again. Like this is just the like you're kind of back in square one, but somehow you've yeah. improved. I think this team's better than the D'Angelo Russell team. It's truly Honestly, amazing the, what they've done. Yeah, because because Cam Thomas is another one. He's a baller. Oh, he's good. Yeah, he's they were the baller. Really, I loved him on the Suns. They they got some nice pieces. Dinwiddie's been solid this year. You know, some veteran, some solid pieces. I mean, I think they're still. You know, I don't know how much moves they're going to make when we get to the playoffs. You know, predictions. I don't think they're getting past the Sixers, but you know, still a fun story. And considering yeah. what they went through this year. It's amazing how how positive they are. Last Bridges yeah. thing, he also the last time he missed a game, he was a junior in high school, and he was sick, so he couldn't play. That's wild. <laughs> mono God, taking him out. He That's all I He plays. He plays every game. Even up when until he was mono. on pain. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's, that's that's wild. Um, and for the playoffs, Cody, you got any uh, anything trickling in your mind from this NBA season wrap up? I mean. Kind of will like tease at our, um, uh, you know, like awards, and then once we get to the playoffs. But Sacramento Kings, first yeah. time, not only Didn't did they finish coming. what third place in the West or fourth place yeah. in the West, third. first time making the playoffs since two thousand and five. I yeah. was, I was like eight years old, something like that. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad you brought this up because I okay. wanted to play this little game with you and Tyrell. Okay. Since 2006, let's bring you back to the year 2006 when you like were, 11. You know, 11 yeah, 12, I think we were both in sixth grade. You know, things mm-hmm. were going down. That's you know, school. Yeah. Still in elementary school. Amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. So now bring us back to 2006, the last time the the Sacramento Kings were in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I want you to tell me, 2006, when the say to Sacramento Kings make the playoffs, is Twitter around or not around yet? 2006? Uh... Hmm. I want to say Twitter no. came out in like 08. Yeah, I don't think Twitter was out yet. Was it? We got two. 
It was not. It did come out in 2006, but not until July after oh. the, the playoffs had already wrapped up. Oh, okay. Mm. That's interesting. Fun fact. That's True wild. or false? Oh, yeah. How about this? 2006. <laughs> 2006. Did we have nine planets in our solar system or eight planets? Was that during that weird time when they weren't counting Pluto? Is that when planet? they were gaslighting Pluto? <laughs> Bro, that was terrible. Pluto, Pluto was also was stripped <laughs> of its planet status in 2006. This is a. This is this is a wild time. The, the Kings last time the Kings in the playoffs, we had Pluto as a planet, and we didn't have Twitter. It was a wild time. Just wild time going on. Yeah, any more fun facts in that hat? Or was that it? <laughs> I mean, I'm all, I'm full with a lot of good stuff. All right, let's bring back to another true or false of social media. True or false? Oh. Was YouTube around when yes. the Kings last made the playoffs? Oh yeah. yes, had to have been. You are correct. YouTube came out just eight months beforehand. So YouTube was eight months old when when the Sacramento Kings uh, first made the playoffs. 2006 was revolutionary. <laughs> it was <laughs> everything was starting up. It's it, it's wild. just it's it was a wild time. Now here I got another one for you. One of the most beloved people on this planet. We all are very divided in what we believe in and what we support and all this. But I think there's one person that really kept everyone together and was loved by everyone. The crocodile hunter Steve Irwin, was he alive or dead the last time the Sacramento Kings were in the playoffs? Oh, no, was, it, was it really that long ago? Definitely alive. No. No, he was definitely alive. He, he was still alive. He was yeah. alive. He died okay. four months later in 2006, September. Was, that 4th. was 2006. Wow. Yeah, it's wild, man. It's wild. Or what's June? Yeah. So yeah, four about four months later he died. The last time the Kings made the playoffs. Terrible. It's, it's crazy. Wow. Pour one out for the crocodile hunter. He's a hell of a guy. Jeez. All that to say that Sacramento has done incredible this season. It really it, it's not like they just got into the play in to like break the streak. They've been like amazing. 13, Their offense is very historic. good, very consistent. Like and I love the aesthetic too of like every win they light up the beam. You can see it from right outside the stadium. It just shoots up through like to the sky. Like it's that's really dope. Every home it's win. So, and they got to do it a lot. This season, too. So, yeah, uh, hilariously enough, my brother never been to Sacramento, but is a Sacramento Kings fan. Right. Similarly to me, never been to Denver until this summer. Um, <laughs> Denver Nuggets fan. But he's, he, and it's funny because he told me like ahead of time, he's like, bro, Keegan Murray's going to be incredible. Like, we got Fox, we got Sabonis, like, this is going to be a good year. And like preseason, I'm just like, I'm, I'm hearing you because like you're my brother and everything. But like, no, I'm not doing that. But shout out to Trey. He called this room jump that the, the Kings were going to be a playoff yeah, team this year. So. I feel like Sabonis is really, really slept on still. Like, he's a really good player, and I feel like nobody talks about very, him. Very, very, yeah. Like, a lot of analytics the... would say that he should have been in the MVP talk. Not, like, high up there, mm. but, like, five. Like oh, five, he's a big six. part of what's going on there. I mean, I remember when he got traded, and you, like, they traded Halliburton to bring in Sabonis, and Halliburton was this young guy. I think he was the rookie of the year, or he was a big-time rookie and you're thinking, like, this is the most Sacramento King move in the world. They're trading, uh, like, one of the best young players in the league to bring in a guy who's good, but, you know, this dude may be getting you the eighth seed in the playoffs. That's about it. And credit to them, because him and, and uh, De'Aaron Fox have come up with this deadly pick-and-roll game. Uh, offensively, they are just lights out. And it's yep. really incredible how, like you were saying, they haven't been in the playoffs since 2006, and now they're the third seed. Like, there is no buildup. Like, they just shot up. The rankings most, really most clutch time points this season. De'Aaron Fox, Malik I saw Monk that. Yeah, playing incredible basketball. That's wild. Obviously, you have Sabonis and stuff like that, but it's just like 
they're great. Veteran leadership from Harrison Barnes, so former champion on the team. That's like giving that locker room that veteran leadership that they need coming into the playoffs too. Like they they definitely shouldn't be slept on without a doubt. Like oh, they're no. they're gonna oh, yeah. they're definitely gonna make some noise. I'd be surprised if they had an early exit. I'll be honest. Hmm. Don't they play? They play I mean, the Warriors, don't they? Yeah, I don't like their mm-hmm. matchup, but no, I, I, you know what? That's it's gonna be, it's gonna be a matchup. That's gonna be my favorite series. But that's also another storyline that you can get into as a recap of the season. How you're gonna have such an incredible record at home and the worst record away? Literally uh, yeah. polar opposites, depending on where you're playing, is the Golden State Warriors, which is wild. Yeah. Going into like the playoffs and stuff, like they can't win on the road. Hmm. Well, hey, at least you know I. Sacramento's not too too far. I mean, this team gets in the playoffs though. They they do it. Like I'm sure oh, they yeah. haven't even woken up yet. I'm um. Yeah. I really feel I I like the Kings. I'm rooting for the Kings. I don't like that matchup for them. You're talking about a team it's, that we went over hasn't been in the playoffs since yeah. you know Twitter's been alive, and now they're going against the Warriors who just do this in their sleep. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's the thing too. Like it is a ter- it is a terrible matchup for them, especially because like the Warriors came alive last night. They played against Portland. Yeah. I mean, I know that Dame's not playing and stuff like that, but like regardless. 55 points to open up the first quarter is the most points ever scored to open up a game. I saw like, that. Yeah. That was crazy. <laughs> w- Wiggs, Wiggs is back. He's practicing. He's going to get back into the rotation once they start in the playoffs. And then they'll have their full team back healthy. So oh, yeah. it's just – if they really hit that spark and all of a sudden just take off in the playoffs, kind of similar to what happened last year with the All-Star break, and they just really just take off, bro – I, yeah, uh, no, I, I, I like the Warriors, man. They're trying. You're like last year. I feel like they had more to prove because no one, everyone was sleeping on like, oh, they can't do it. Blah blah blah. Too many injuries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they almost had to like turn it on a little earlier. They had to do it from the ball break. This year, they're like, dude, we just won. We we could literally care less. We're gonna go cruise through the whole regular season. We're just gonna drop fifty four five in the first quarter, just so you know that we can do this whenever we want to, mm-hmm. and we're gonna be ready to turn up and go into the playoffs and be perfectly fine. So I. I, when we get to the predictions, I do have them going pretty deep. I feel bad for the Kings because I love their story and I love the energy and I love the beam, but I don't think this is the matchup for them. This is not going to be one they want. I did see, uh, I don't know what was the context of the question, but Steve Kerr, I think, was asked about Jordan or LeBron, and he was like, oh, I like them both equally because they each got me three rings or something. And it was like, because he played with <laughs> Jordan – and he beat LeBron in the finals. I was like, "Damn, that's a little, that's mm-hmm. a little uh, shots fired." But see, yeah. they're all on there. You know, they're, they're, they won last year. Now they're really feeling themselves. They are really. They're all in there. Yeah. Bit of a they're wild dynasty. comment. Bit of a wild comment. We won't talk about the fact y'all had to go get Durant, Scott Rowe, Goat. But it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I, I, not to get derailed off, but like, I was watching ESPN <laughs> and. I don't know how Kendrick Perkins still has a job, but he. I saw TMZ that TMZ reported that he lost his job. I I dead thought that was true, and then oh, I he... kept seeing him on air, and I was like, he was oh, on okay. air this morning. I don't. Well, <laughs> two things. For one, I don't know who set up his mic. I could hear that motherfucker breathing the entire show. He's. I'm like, bro, just like, relax. Oh, oh man. And then. Oh man. He, he he said they were talking about he thinks this the. The Suns are going to go. I think he said the Clippers are going to beat the Suns. And then he turns around and was like, yeah, but you know what? Durant's really underrated. I was like, well, fuck is saying that Kevin Durant's underrated. Like, I've never heard that before in my life. I was like, this man, Perk, man, I just can't, can't do it. The thing about Perk is like, he, I love him as an individual. 
he's he's great for TV, and he I is. feel like that's why they keep him. Way. But bro, but it's like like he's the kind of guy that like I feel like the producers go to him before the show and be like, "Would you be willing to go on the record and say this?" Like I don't know that you necessarily <laughs> believe it, but would you say it? And would you use one of those funny references? And then like, and then he just goes and does it. Like his takes are always all over the place. Bro, like you can roll back the film. The dudes picked like four different champions this season. Like, like I don't know. That's I think his, I've. That's his per- I think I've mentioned I just this. Before. Appreciate him. I think I've mentioned this before, but one of my favorite commercials is it was State Farm, and they did it with ESPN, and it was Perk was on it, and they were like, "Oh, I wonder how they pick like what segments they're going to talk about." And Perk just puts on like a blindfold and spins around and throws a dart at a board, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. "All right, that's what I'll talk about." And he's like. Time is an illusion. I'm like this. Honestly, I would honestly, believe him if that's how he. Some of the stuff they do on ESPN, I wouldn't be surprised. Some of the, they just say, "This is the take we want to do today." This, this is our research and analysis. This is going to mm-hmm. piss off the most people. Who wants it? This is the narrative we're going to push. This is the story. Yeah. This is whatever. Yeah, hundred percent. But it's very. Uh, he's he's but, great entertainment, though. He's something. He's something. Great entertainment, though. Oh, Tim, I was uh, curious now that you mentioned the whole like fun facts of 2006. Did you know a uh, a whale took a dip in the ru- the River Thames up in London in two thousand six? Wow! No, I, I you got me there. You got, yeah. you got me there. Yeah, I, uh, I live next to the River Thames, and I'm okay. I don't know how a whale would have fit in, into it. It's not very big. Uh, apparently, a uh, girl in Austria, an Austrian girl, escaped from her kidnapper's house after eight years. That's that happened in two thousand six. Dude, you're really with the dark stuff. I was going with the fun things. I even turned just, below just Crocodile any... Hunter's death and started more positive. Headline yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did. That's what I <laughs> Yeah, listen, I could have gone creative. dark. They would, you, know, so, you know, I think Saddam got killed. There was a terrorist he did. plot. He was, was executed. Face, but I'm trying to keep it a little more positive and keep it away from the politics. But, you know, I guess this you're right a, down there with kidnapping. This is, a family, this is a family podcast. I got you. So a Borat came out in 2006. <laughs> All right, there. That's much better. Yeah. Oh my god. Italy won the World Cup in 2006. Thanks. There we go. Back, back to sports. To sports. Yeah. Back to sports. All right. Moving on. Any any final thoughts? I mean, just looking at the kind of standings. Obviously, the Bucks once again. I mean, they're a powerhouse of a team, and they have one of the best players yep. in the league. Um, Celtics once again. Best player in the league. Celtics cooled off a little. They looked pretty scary in the beginning of the year. And then they kind of came back to earth a bit. Um, Cavs, they look Donovan Mitchell, man, he's looking nice. Little fun fact: I saw that he actually broke LeBron's uh, record for most forty-point games in the in the season for the Cavs at twelve. He did, yeah, yeah, it's pretty. Crazy. That was surprising. Yeah, nice. Uh, Knicks came in fifth. Then, like the Knicks, like they they were going to miss the playoffs beginning of the year. They were terrible. Nets made the playoffs. The Miami Heat are a little surprising. I haven't really kept kept up with them, but seven seed? Do they have injuries or what what went wrong with, with them? They're also just imploding. Yeah. Hawks, yeah, I hate the Hawks. I'm glad that they're in eighth place. Not playing great basketball. And then Chicago I thought would be better. Pistons are right where I thought they'd be. They can't get healthy. Uh the Magic are right where I thought they'd be. The Wizards are right where I thought they'd get Beal off that team, man. Um, free Dame and Beal. I appreciate their loyalty, Dame. but this is embarrassing. Yeah, they're they're both on terrible teams, and they they just need to be moved. Hey, on. if Harden I, decides, no one's. If Harden yeah. decides he wants to leave, come on down, Dame. 
Come on down. Yeah, seriously. But um, my my hot take is that Beal isn't that good. <gasps> they they overpaid. They overpaid. I, I mean, sure, him, but they're paying him for loyalty. What, I think and, and you know what? That's what they should do. That's everyone gets mad. They're like, oh, these guys just don't care about the franchise. They trade away. All right, well, listen. Mm-hmm. When when guys like Bradley Beal and Dame stay, and you're not winning very much, you better give them a whole bunch of money because you know they could definitely leave, and you're not getting anything outside that. I think Beal. Oh, I think I think Beal is like a. He's a second team All Star caliber player. Like he's never going to be on first team. He's never going to be like the, that guy. Like, the, you know, one of the best players in the league. But he's definitely up there. Um, for yeah. me, for me, and this might be a hot take, but for me, okay, <laughs> okay, he's he had a one he had one breakout season which was clutch because it was a year it was a contract year for him. They got to give him the bread because he's the best player that they got. And management hasn't done anything to put any viable pieces around him or do anything yeah. viable. Like, Chris Asperzingis is having a better year. Cool. They have Kuzma, who's also playing for a contract, also a similar position player. They just – they need a lot, man. Like, Washington I mean, needs a lot. Portland needs a lot, too. I guess looking at his, like, career stats, I mean, he's averaging 22 for his career points per game. That's not – great i guess for his caliber 46 percent shooting uh it's not the worst but if you're that guy on that team like sure. what other superstar yeah. are you attracting to that squad that's a good point that's true yeah yeah well either or yeah. let's i think yeah. we can roll into i mean we gave the uh orlando magic and the washington wizards a lot of talk uh, which I didn't expect on a playoff preview episode. So let's roll into the playoff teams. But then again, I didn't really expect to hear about an Austrian woman get, escaping her kidnapper in 2006. So you never hey, know what's true. Or whales in the river of Thames. If you if you listen to this ep- this podcast and you're not learning anything new, like what are you doing here? You know what I mean. So at the very least, you'll get some fun facts. <laughs> well, let's do uh, let's do uh, awards. Let's let's do the awards right. and then we'll get into that. So we'll awards save MVP for last. Predictions. Yeah, we'll okay. save MVP yeah. for last. Go for it. Is and I guess I'll start. Mm-hmm. I think this is pretty unanimous. Coach of the year, I got Mike Brown of the Kings for obvious reasons. But One. any any objections? Oh no, no, I'm going Mike Brown. You you have to after that turnaround. I, I mean, it's like first year. This offense is awesome. They don't really mm-hmm. play much defense, but why right on their parade? I, I think it's an easy one. Okay, yeah, hundred percent. Now, rookie of the year, probably pretty much the same. I have uh, Paulo Banchero of the Magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he yeah. he's he's played extremely well. He's what is it? He tied he he either tied or had more twenty point games his rookie year than LeBron James did his rookie season. Damn. So, I think they tied actually. Yeah, he's averaging. I know he's averaging so, twenty points, seven boards, forty three shooting. Uh, yeah. So yeah, he's, he's, the Duke he's boy, a very nice year, bright yeah. outlook. I I I give it to him. And a lot, and even better, like that was not a like an easy unanimous decision to take him number one overall. And they, you know, listen, what with the, mm-hmm. you know, who they think they should think should have picked and turned out to be pretty well. So oh, hats yeah. off to the Magic and Between Palo. Chet yeah, and I, Jabari. I yeah. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> defensive player of the year. Tyrell, who, who's, uh, who's your vote there? For me personally, I give it to Drew Holiday. Ooh, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like Drew Holiday. Now there. I know some people are gonna go for Jaron Jackson Jr. because he's been playing incredible basketball too. Look at that. Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday is outstanding. He plays both sides of the ball. 
mm-hmm. he, like he's he's solidified himself and he only can he just continues to get better too like if we can give it to marcus smart last year which not saying that marcus smart didn't de- deserve it but i i'd, I'd say drew holiday i would give it to, to drew holiday over like yeah dan green i love drew holiday i mean i loved him when he was on the sixers then he went, did a little world touring. Then he found found and settled in his new home in in Milwaukee, and he's really reestablished himself as such a defensive presence. But yeah, I'm I'm happy for him. Um, I respect that. I could have gone with that. And while this guy played less games, I still think the I like him personally as well. So I kind of you know chose him a little bias, part. a little bias. Okay. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. You know, okay. Uh, I mean, he helped that team like because like Grizzlies were really good. They were like third in uh, defensive rating. Um, you know, he had three blocks per game, which I think was most in the league. Um, you know, I think he improved this year. So that's that's my vote. But I really do like the the Drew Holiday one. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I'm with you on that. I mean. Jaron Jackson, young guy, real good. I think he is the catalyst defensively on that team because now yeah. there, you know, there's a couple other guys that are weak defensively. Brings the attitude. Uh, I mean, I'm not. I listen to the metrics and all that, and I'm not a huge advanced metrics guy, but I know he's dominant in all of them, and they sound really impressive. Uh, but I mean, the three blocks per game mm-hmm. pretty much catches your eye every time you see that. But you know, I I, I factor in. The Grizzlies are a very good team. He's clearly this, the the you know the the anchor of that entire defense. I do give credit there, so I'm going to go with Jackson. I'm so surprised no one picked Dylan Brooks, man. I thought no about one it. I, mean, Dylan Brooks. <laughs> I looked into it. I I was looking at I was looking at Danny Green for like a second, just because I feel like I had to. That was fully a joke. I, I kind of like Miguel Bridges. I was thinking about going with Bridges. He I, I really he's think a great he been more in the conversation. Well. He should have been more in the conversation last year when Smart won, um, but I do think it, it, a lot of the times it's almost like like quarterbacks and MVPs. It's usually a big man award at this point. You know, I know Smart won last year, but it does seem like it tendently goes to wing. You know, big forwards, centers usually dominate this award, so I think this oh, leads yeah. more to Jackson. I mean, before before Marcus Smart won, it was what Jordan was the last guard to win yeah, probably, Player I mean, of the Year, I think. Centers and uh, power forwards, you know, wing guys. Uh, these, mm-hmm. Those are the guys that dominate this award, and I think uh, that plays into Jackson's hand. Plus, the success of the Grizzlies this year, I think, helps him a lot, too. True. Very true. All right. Let's go to most improved. I have, I have a gentleman who's averaging 31 points per game, 4.8 boards, and 5.5 and assists. Mr. SGA Shy Giltress Alexander from the Thunder. Yeah, very nice. That's a fair I think I, No complaint there. I mean, uh, he's had a great year. He's really stepped up. I mean, he's been always, I think he's been like borderline all star player, all star player, but he's really stepped yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, I saw, I saw a lot of, I saw a lot of, you know, people saying maybe he shouldn't even be in the running because he's kind of been good, but he's never been like really, really good. But I, I mean, to jump to that with that team, um, you know, I, I just think that's pretty impressive. So, and they're a playoff team. Yeah, yeah. Who would have thought? They're a playoff team. It was so. all twenty-five of their first-round picks. So, it, yeah, it, it belittles my opinion a little bit because mine's different, but also to boost yours a little bit. Is I mean, you can draw some similarities to when John Morant won most improved too. Some would say that John mm-hmm. was already pretty good. Yeah, and it took another leap, and then all of a sudden it's like he wins most improved. 
Well, other people thought I could have went to Jordan Poole. I mean, John or took Desmond, a huge or his teammate leap, Desmond Bain. Like. But yeah, he took he took a he took a big leap. He so. became a household name that year, so I think that that yeah. was yeah, that was yeah. well deserved. Who did you have? For me personally, Laurie Marketing. Okay, on the Utah Jazz. First time All Star uh, this year. Incredible season. I feel like he revived himself from where he was at in Chicago, and kind of re-solidified, um, you know, his place with the Jazz and stuff. Now they're obviously not a good basketball team. They didn't make the playoffs. So, you know, mm-hmm. there's there's that aspect to it. But when I think about a person who's just taken a leap in general, I think Floyd Marketing. They turned out. You know, the Jazz did pretty well for getting rid of their two best players. I think they they got some young mm-hmm. talent and lots of picks. So. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. Uh, I actually. I. I'm with Tyrell in this one. I. I think I took Laurie Markkinen as well. I think this is like it's a unique award where it's it's not who's the best. It's not you know did they is this a booty tenth player guy who then turned into a six man like it really is about the jump. I mean, you look at Markkinen's stats. They've really like completely just like made a massive jump. I mean, he went from like what fourteen to twenty five points per game this year. Uh, the guy's shooting pretty much 50% from the floor when he was knocking mm-hmm. down like 44 last year. Uh, he's putting up four more boards per game. You know, his minutes went up by four minutes, but it's like, this isn't, you know, I, I know you guys like the Michael Carter Williams. I like to call the guys that, st- you know, st- stack the stat sheet on terrible teams. But this guy was playing. This guy was, you know, the Cleveland Cavaliers weren't mm-hmm. like this awesome team that he just couldn't, you know, get any mints or anything. You know, they were probably right around, you know, they were playing, missed the playoffs kind of team. The Jazz are, I think, similar record, but he's really jumped. I mean, his numbers speak for himself. I think he's really become a player. He's a shooter. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're open, you're contested. Shooting percentage, I think, is a great sign of improvement. He went up nearly 5%. It's really, really impressive what he did. I think the Jazz are have to feel pretty good off his development alone after the first year in this big rebuild. Yeah. Tyrell, this is just backtracking a bit. Who did you say when we were joking about Danny Green – what did you say? You said Dylan Brooks. Yeah. I thought for some reason in my head, I thought you said Evan Mobley. And I was like agreeing with you. Oh, yeah, I was considering him too. And then when you're like, that was a joke. I was like, Dylan Brooks, who the fuck is? Oh, Dylan Brooks. <laughs> yeah. Like, Whoops. <laughs> like, like push a cameraman out of the way for no reason. Oh, man. He Dylan was. Brooks. That guy's a character. I mean, the fact that he went from like, <laughs> he was praising Danny Green when he was at uh, Oregon. And then, you know, he comes in the league and he thinks he's a, uh, you know, this tough guy, but. You mean Draymond? Yeah, NBA's tough guy. Yeah. Yeah, when he was fighting Draymond. Yeah. That's funny. I guess he makes Draymond look like a Girl Scout. And I don't mean that (laughs) in a bad way to disrespect to Draymond, but like Draymond is an asshole and he plays like very physical and, you know, might take a cheap shot here and there. And don't disrespect the guy's a Hall of Famer, but my God, Dylan Brooks, like it's like any, uh, any opportunity he has, it's always, it is on the floor. It doesn't matter. Regular season. Preseason. I feel like this guy is like they're, on a, they're the, on a highlight they're the same, every single day. They're the same player, which is why it's hilarious <laughs> to hate each other. They're the same player. And I hate both so, of them. It's so funny that they just like For someone other. who lo- like I love defense, I love, you know, physical players. I hate both of them. I can't stand them. It's just not it's They just... literally embody what you just described too. I know, and hilarious. I fucking hate it. <laughs> That's just how they it's do so it. So funny. Cause I feel like you're more of like a like a Tony Allen type of like all around defensive yeah. player like he's play, a Griffin grind or Memphis Kawhi, Grizzlies kind of guy Kawhi Leonard yes plays like a Kawhi Leonard incredible yeah. defense but doesn't talk no trash you not can talk trash but like not all the, the time the antics the antics not grabbing people's junk 
I remember Draymond I mean, he's, doing he's that. Also, he's he's never like, by any means. <laughs> no, they were both like he's just he. Had, what have you done? Like I mean, Draymond's won like four championships. Yeah. Like he could do it without he wants, and he's been doing it, and it helps them win. Like he yeah, gets yeah. in the head, and it like significantly helps them win, especially with the team he's at. Like you know, Steph Curry's not going to get dirty with anyone. Either Clay Thompson, it fits that team. The Grizzlies haven't done anything, and I, I there's times where I think this Brooks you know, like shtick is almost hurting the team. Hmm. Yeah. But we'll see. Hey, you know, it's Only a new year. They're in the playoffs. We'll they promised us that they playoffs. would start winning games. So let's yeah. see what happens. But I think we, before we roll into the playoffs, where if I remember correctly, I think we're on our last award. Two more. I have a uh, six man of the year. Oh yeah. I'm mm. getting eager myself. Um, I have, uh, and shout out to our Tyrell, shout out to our, our, our boy Keese. Got a bit of a Knicks player going on here. Manual quickly, fourteen point seven points per game, four boards, forty five percent shooting off the bench. They were underrated of a of pick, but I think, you know, if that kind of stat line coming off the bench and like I said, that team looked like they were going to be horrible again, and then yeah. they kind of recovered. <clears throat> and so yeah, that's my pick. I think I mean it's pretty wild when like. Yeah, I'll agree with you. It's pretty wild that like I'm gonna pick a Knicks player in general, and then it's pretty extra wild if you factor in I'm gonna pick the same players to Oh wow! So okay, <laughs> I can't believe that. I, I'm like shocked. Jeez, all right. But uh, no, I'm I'm also going quickly, and I, I was thinking about this. I think Brogdon's probably the leader, probably wins it, and he's been the yeah. popular pick. Because I was like, dude, like Brogdon's the sixth man on a team with Tatum, Brown, Smart. Their team's loaded. He doesn't right. do much mm-hmm. to win games. Quickly, I like really has made an impact this year. I also think the next were going to be booty after they missed out on Mitchell. I didn't think Jalen Brinson would be this good. Barrett, mm-hmm. and, you know, has played really nicely, but yes. quickly he's been a big part of the success in that team. And I, I think that's ultimately what pushed him over the edge for me, at least. But um, I, I think he really, you know, really embodied what the six man needs to be. And is a bigger part of the success. The Knicks are having than Brogdon is the Celtics. Yeah. This one is is bad because it's like I got a little bit of money on FanDuel. Oh God, <laughs> just a little bit, <laughs> just a little, a little tiny awards parlay. So my pick to win it is also probably someone who's not anymore gonna win it because they're in this whole situation. But I originally had Norman Powell during hmm. that part of the season. Like the way he comes off that Clippers bench is incredible. Plays really great basketball. Um, and just kind of gives them like more energy. He's almost like a secondary starter for them. Like, like, like he gets yeah. starter minutes, but he just comes off the bench. Um, so in, in that aspect, he kind of reminded me of like Tyler Hero's role for the Heat last year when he won six man. So my original vote was from Norman Powell, but I recognize that, you know, here's the, the funny thing is, is that technically speaking, Russ came off the bench enough for the Lakers that he's technically still like everything that he does, he's technically still able to win six man of the year. Hmm. So I don't know who the team is going to go all in for. Cause Russ as of late has also been playing very well yeah. for the Clippers. So they could really throw in their chips on either one of them. Obviously y'all mentioned quickly. And then, you know, there, there are a bunch of other players around the association. I, I know that uh, Bobby Portis was pro was uh, campaigning for himself after mm-hmm. the Bucks won the other night, that he should win Sixth Man of the Year, um, and I don't know why I'm blanking on uh, the guard from uh, from the Celtics right now. Why am I blanking? What's his name? Brogdon. Just, Brogdon yes, yeah. and then obviously like Brogdon's like the new favorite and stuff like that. So I don't think 
that I, I'm correct with Norman Powell, but that's that's my pick is the win six men of the year because I have money on it. <laughs> Fair. Fair enough. Fair. Hey, you know, I we love a bad like, you know, like, I love it. I didn't know Norman Powell would get a shout out here, but you know, I'm glad he did. You know? <laughs> yeah, man. All right. And then last but not least, the most valuable player, which has been I feel like it's gotten kind of toxic of an award the last month or two. Controversial. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And part of it's like it's really annoying when you go on Twitter and all these people are either like 100% on like, well, what the stats are the stats and all these analytics say this person should win. And then there's other people who are like, well, traditionally speaking, you know, this player is most valuable to his team because he's putting up the most points and most wins and this and that. So I don't know. I it's honestly a coin flip like it's been the last three years. Um, but for me, I think this is the year that our boy finally deserves it. And I think we voted for him two years in a row now, but Joel Embiid, give this man a damn MVP already. Like, (laughs) yeah, I I think it's a long time. I mean, I feel like I make the same argument every time that we do these predictions. Like I get Jokic is a great player and all, but if you, I, I get it, you know, his advanced metrics are great. He's the, you know, he has the most assists for a seven footer playing a thousand feet above sea level. And he, you know, has the most double doubles in winter night games and like whatever ridiculous metric you want to throw at me, go ahead. But if you just look at basketball, just watch a game. You cannot tell me that Joel Embiid is not the most dominant player in the NBA. When I watch Jokic play, it's all cute and fancy. This guy's seven feet tall and he makes awesome passes and he's got a nice little dribble finger roll or anything. But then I watched Joan Bede and I'm like, I don't think there's a single human in the NBA or on this planet that could probably stop this man. And I don't get it. And it's three years in a row I make the same argument. This year he won the scoring title. I think this is ultimately Two what's going to push him over the edge. Well, yeah, I mean, I, the scoring title. you screwed him over the first. I don't know how. I think I made the same argument. He won the scoring title. This is the tiebreaker. And he still lost. So I, I just, this has to be a makeup call. I don't care about the advanced metrics. I don't care that. You know, he's got more triple doubles than the dude from Sylvania, or he plays the best offensive metrics percentage by the, uh, you know, equilibrium Kendrick Perkins uh, divisional fractional system or whatever ridiculous nonsense I have to hear. When you have to use these ridiculous percentages and nonsenses that I've never heard of to tell me how great Jokic is, isn't going to sell me. Joe Embiid is just pure dominance. It has to be Embiid. Should have been the last two years. It has to be. I saw someone on Twitter post like 20 bullet points. Of like these are all the advanced stats that Jokic has. I'm like, who cares? Cool, but like, can you tell me what like this one means? He's like, you know, it's uh, you know, it's, it's important. I was like, bro, Jokic is a phenomenal player. Obviously, one of the best right now for a center. Doing all he's doing is great, but like, Joel's a two way player. Like, in, at times, Jokic is a liability on defense, and yeah. I don't. I just. I don't see how you can give while he is the most valuable player on his team. I don't know how you give the MVP to someone who is like 17th or 18th in points per game average this year. Like that just doesn't, Yeah, I feel like MVP is like, you're the most dominant player and obviously most important to your team, but I don't know. Tyrell, you have the floor. (laughs) Are you going to say like Giannis or Tatum or something? Something different. The, the funny thing is, and and we get press over here. Yeah, just, I was gonna say, just give me, give me a minute. I promise I'll get there. But <laughs> it's so funny because, like, I'm a Denver Nuggets fan, mm-hmm. but for the most part, like, I really don't rock with Philly like that. Like, I don't rock with the birds. Like, we know we this. Know. Like, 
we know we know like oh yeah like i don't have a baseball team so if the flyers phillies sorry are doing great like sure i'll root for them i've been to a flyers game like i haven't i had whatever i like i really wanted basketball because the thing is like i don't have a problem with the sixers i actually like the sixers like i like joel Embiid. i think he's incredible like i really think he's an awesome player and like this is the one time i didn't want no smoke with philly I didn't want no smoke with them. And I'm just like, I'm just over here. I like Denver, Colorado, and my Denver Nuggets team. We got the second round pick in Jokic. I don't know if he's going to be anything, but I like Jamal Murray. And then all of a sudden, Jokic is just winning MVPs and doing all this other stuff. And so I say that to be like, I never want to smoke with y'all. And it really hurts that we're in this like bind now where it's like, Mm -hmm. of course, it's like Jokic is who Jokic is and Embiid is who Embiid is. So this puts me against Philly because it's like, I obviously want my guy to win. But regardless of that fact, if we're going based off of how the flow of the season went last year, then technically speaking, Joel Embiid should win MVP because last season, Joel seemed to, it was like this, the narrative was, you know, it's so back and forth. Every day it changes. One, two, one, two. And then you saw Joel kind of take a small dip in the last couple games of the season. He missed a couple games. Missed a couple games. Then the injury, the face injury happened like early on in the playoffs and the award still hadn't been solidified yet. Jokic was still playing great basketball, leading that team riddled with injuries to the sixth seed last year. The storyline made sense. And then Jokic last minute. It's like, okay, he's overwhelming favorite. Jokic wins MVP or whatever. They announced that was the first round, whatever. If we're going to do that last year when it was so neck and neck, then we got to be consistent. This year, we did see Jokic and the Denver Nuggets take a little bit of a backseat in some of these yeah. last couple of games. I was thoroughly surprised to see us get blown out by 21 points to the Rockets when we played certain players. Like, we, like not all of our starters were sitting in that game. Mike, Mike Malone came out right after that game and was like, we will get bounced in the first round of the playoffs if we play that soft. Like, the expectation <laughs> is there. So, like, we've seen the little bits, the, the little, like, lulls and stuff like that. Jokic has, like, a small tweak, not a major injury or anything like that, but he hasn't been playing all the games, you know, down, down the stretch. And then I really felt that Embiid's, what was that, 52-point, game that he had the other night or whatever i was just like like call it fam well i think i think that was like the same either that was the same day or the day before when like you said when they lost the rockets and like Jokic had like his worst game all year and then joel came out and put 52 on the celtics exactly third time is what he's had three 50 point games which is just him kareem and wilt who've ever done something like like for me personally, like I'm gonna give like I, I'm I'm slightly biased because of course I like my guy, but I like mm. our team better. And we've won it the last two years. Like if you want to go based off narrative and like, oh, he'd be the first person since Larry Bird to win it back to back to back. I'm like, yeah, it's become. I I say Embiid, but the thing is, is like Giannis has also played incredible basketball too. Like yes. he made a comment the other day too. Like realistically, if you want to, if we want to actually go off the stats and success and stuff, I'm the MVP of the last five seasons. You could say that a lot about the different years LeBron's been in it too, but like the voters are never going to just be like, oh yeah, we're just going to give it to the best player in the league every single year. Like you got to go, like that's boring. You got to give storyline and switch it up and whatever the unwritten rules of, of how people vote and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I, I and I feel like that, I, I don't know. I give it an Embiid though. I do okay. give it an Embiid. I think, I think also in like a dumb 
like it, this shouldn't be a thing we have to talk about, but I think for like Joel's sanity, he has to win the MVP because I think he feels like he's been cheated out. And I know he said he like respects Jokic a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And they like, it's a mutual thing, but like he's one of the greatest big man, big men at his position for like, as far as shooting, as far as like statistically across the board, since he's gotten healthy and has been consistent the us, you know, five years, it's crazy. So for him yeah. to be top three in voting three years in a row and not to get it and scoring champion two years in a row and not get it, I think I think he needs it for himself. And I think it'll it'll just be good for the league. I don't I don't know if one player getting the, the MVP three years in a row is he's because he does the same thing every year. You know, I, yeah. if Embiid won three years in a row, people will be saying the same thing, though. You know, it'd be like, mm-hmm. where's Jokic's turn? This and that. He's doing crazy things that no one's ever done before. No center's ever had this many triple doubles and all that. So yeah. I think it's gotten into a point where, like, it's kind of like a nasty award and people are, like, so divided on it instead of just celebrating who the best player was. But, yeah, I, I think... It's so, it's, it's so close. And that's what is. And that's what really does it, is that you could really make a case for anybody, but then it's like you almost have to slight somebody to give it to someone else. And that's what makes it. Beginning of the year, beginning of the year, you could have said Tatum, right? But yeah, yeah. you could have said Luca. It is a narrative. Yeah, it is definitely a narrative award. But I I think, I mean, I thought the narrative was pointing to Joel Embiid last year. But I I mean, this year, I I just think it's obvious. I think think the narrative makes too much sense. So we'll see. Who knows? That being said, let us get in. To some playoffs. All right. So we'll start with Tyrell. You want to go east or west first? East. Starting east. All right, boys. Number one, Bucks versus the to be determined play in. Do we think any of the playing teams are going to win? Like win their series? Uh, Once they make it in. Well, against the Bucks is either going to be Toronto or Chicago. So no. No. Tim? Is Tim on mute for you, too? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't hear him. Tim, we can't hear you. You seem to have lost communication. But I also will take... Uh, I'm going Bucks. We'll just make this my my uh, my bracket here. Yeah, I'm going to take the Bucks. I, maybe in a sweep, but if not, five. Yeah. You got Chicago is super banged up right now. Like, yeah. Zach, Zach, sure, Zach Levine is playing, but Lonzo Ball, he might retire, fam. <laughs> like, that's a really sad story, yeah. bro. But he really might retire. Like, it's he's crazy. already, bro, he didn't play at all this season. He missed last season. He can't play next season after this next surgery that he's about to get. Like, yeah. He, he might be, uh, and then his contract's up. Do you even resign him? That's, I'm, I'm not going to get into all that, but. I will say I never – I was going to say I yeah. never liked him as a player, and I think it was because of his dad. But I think they would have made playoffs with a healthy Lonzo. Heck, yeah. They were making so much noise last year. He was man. playing well. Oh, uh, it's, it's just sad. But um, what do you got next? Or wait, is was Tim able to fix his mic? Nope. <laughs> Moving on. Um, this is so sad. What the heck? He'll be he'll be back. Um, so we got Cavs and the Knicks. This is a 
pretty interesting. It's so weird to see the Cavs in the playoffs without LeBron. I mean, it's been a it's this, been years now, but yeah, this real like like real shit. This could be one of the best like first round matchups this really? year. Yes. Hmm. Yes. Yes. And I'm playing fully into the narrative. <laughs> I'm playing fully into the narrative. If you're the Knicks, you can't lose to the Cavs. If Donovan Mitchell comes out here and spanks this team when y'all should have had him, but you chose to re-sign R.J. Barrett and make that move instead of going out and doing what you need to do and trading away those pieces to get Donovan Mitchell, he's the one that eliminates you from the playoffs. The city of New York is in trouble. They, like, they're, like, the economy is going to crash. All those New York Knicks fans are going to be hurt. Like, oh, my goodness. That that that's gonna be sheer entertainment, solely based off narrative. Like New York loses the like the all, the boroughs might fall, like they all might fall. So you got the Knicks beating the Cavs? No. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> like, where are we going with this? <laughs> no, no. I got the Cavs winning it and causing uh, so an absolute pandemonium. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like. Is he really gonna take the Knicks right now? Like... No, I'm not gonna take the Knicks. I'm gonna take the Knicks doing exactly what the Knicks do. First of all, shout out Jalen Brunson because he's done his thing. Shout out Julius Randle for being available and doing your thing. For but I'm available. telling you that, like, you just the story is just undeniable. Like the the Knicks are historically bad. Like so, it only makes sense for them to continue it. Jeez, sorry. All right. Yeah, I got Cavs. Um, next game. So we're gonna just I'm assuming you're on the same page. We're gonna do a double New York debacle. Both New York teams yeah. are gonna get a taste of the playoffs and then they're gonna get fucking smacked out of here. Both I think the Sixers home. I think the Sixers sweep the, the Nets, if I'm being honest. If they don't sweep them, it'll be done in five. Oh yeah. They'll take like yeah. a game off if anything, but yeah, I think they're gonna mm-hmm. take care of Sixers no, usually no, take care of business no one, in the first no round. One and can then... guard, no one can guard and beat. And as long as Harden continues to play the way Harden has been playing, y'all will be fine. Yeah. Oh man, I'm looking at the bracket fine. now, and that's scaring me. Because yeah. it looks like the Sixers might be at another another uh, semifinal exit. But um, yikes. Yeah, we'll see. Yikes. So Celtics, and then Miami or Atlanta. Who do you like for there? The Celtics. Yeah, I don't think there's Celtics much for sure. I don't really care who they get matched up with. I don't think either one of those teams fit to to take on the Celtics. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tim, have you figured out your <clears throat> audio? Um, I think um, we I did. Think we did. Oh, we we have a little bit of echo. It's hold on. Someone's the there. We go. There we go. Right. Better. Beautiful. We lost your that gorgeous works. face, but. Oh, there you are. There don't, don't worry, buddy. Don't worry. We're back at it. And you know what? I had to let it go because I was like, you know what? Dakota's going to say something ridiculous. I don't want to be mean to our guests. Let me get their ridiculous takes out of the way, and then I'll hop in. Give you a head start. All right. So run, run through your uh, East first round. Who do you like? So, yeah, no uh, no surprises. I like the Bucs. Didn't really to get too much into it. Um, I also take the Cavs. I like their build-up. I like these young guys. Mitchell's turning into a bona fide star. Yeah. Um. Sixers, I think, yeah, I think the Sixers, Sixers, man, they don't have a choice. I really think if they don't get out of the second round, if they don't get the least of the conference finals, Harden's gone and Doc's probably fired. So Doc has so, to be fired if they lose. Yeah, the there's no way that they're going to keep this going if they don't. If they don't, so I'm taking the Sixers there. And then um, 
I'll take the Celtics. Um, I have them also playing um, the the Miami Heat, but uh, I, I think that the the Celtics are too good. They're you know they're a veteran team. They were here last year. I think they're going to be all right. I do yeah. think if any team could give one of the top seeds trouble, I think it could be Miami. Because just Jimmy Butler's a dog in the playoffs. So yeah, oh yeah, they've been Playoff there before. Jimmy, I would love Jimmy for Miami to, to take Boston out. But I don't you see imagine? That. Oh, you imagine? Sixers get the parade started. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but then again, Miami sent y'all home last year. What All if right. it happens again? It's true. No, let me it's stop. true. Let me stop. Let me stop. All right, let's move on. Should we? Should we finish the East or go over to the West? I think you want to go round by round. Okay. So probably, probably so, over to the West. Mr. Bratch, I'll do the honors. Are your number one Nuggets getting through? <sighs> The Nuggets would be going against the nine Playing. or ten seed, which yeah. would be the Pelicans or Oklahoma City. I believe we're getting through that series. Or Either Minnesota one. Clippers, but Minnesota Clippers. Or no, it's Minnesota LA. And that would be for the for the two to seven. Well, isn't it isn't it the, the seven and eight play each other and then whoever wins that is the seven, but then the eight plays the nine and ten winner? I thought that's how yeah. it worked. Yeah, it is. And can we take one second to, since we're talking about the West plan, can we take yeah. a moment to just talk about the possibly the worst possible 24 hours you could ever have as a basketball team entering the playoffs when Rudy Gobert punches his teammate and one of their third best player breaks his hand by punching the wall? Are like, we surprised? How, yeah. how does that happen? Are we surprised? Like, you're, you're about to roll into the playoffs and this happens the day before? Like, Bro, you gotta ESPN, be kidding me. ESPN will tell you that they're like one of the stupidest teams on the face of the planet. Like they don't have to tell me. General. I can just like, take bro, that they're just, it. <laughs> I just, I can't believe that that should happen. I really, like, it blows my mind, bro. It it's a shame because they're like a team that you know they're young. They got some pieces. They obviously made a very big trade for Rudy Gobert, complete over and Edwards. But you and know, it's Edwards. just like they they do stuff like this, and you're like, okay, yeah, this is why I can't take you serious. Yep. But yeah, I think going off that, whoever the Nuggets are playing out of this whole thing, um, they're winning. I don't I like. I don't like Rudy Gobert. Um, yeah. He's done nothing good. I mean, when he when he was with the Jazz, he brought COVID to the NBA. A couple Seriously. defensive player of the year, and that's about it. And then, we can't sleep on enough on that. If it wasn't for him, we would have never had the NBA suspended. They would have figured it out before him. But no, they Rudy Gobert had to go touching the uh, microphone. He caused COVID. Uh, that was wild. I remember that. And he was like, was oh, so it's no big deal. Yes, the ultimate was. bad guy. Yes, it was. He is. Yeah. And then, yeah, now he goes and he's fighting with his teammates on the sideline. Like, come on. He sucks. Ridiculous. But, all right. So, I got the Nuggets getting by whoever they play pretty easily. Yeah. Assuming you do. Me too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Suns and Clippers, I think. That's going to be a good series. I think Suns and Clippers and then Kings and Warriors are going to be the two best series. I know, Tyrell, you said Cavs, Knicks, because you're different. So, like that, so, but... so, so, <laughs> baseball storyline solely oh, yeah. for the storyline entertainment value go out west hmm. but Fair. um i i got sons i don't i don't see the clippers doing that much damage i i also don't think that this whole kevin durant starting to get hot thing is going to really amount to anything i don't think the sons are going to win the champ the championship this year with kd but it's going to be so interesting, you know, because, like, KD and Russ are playing against each other in a playoff series. Yeah. All of their history together, which I think is it's dope. It's nice. 
But the Suns also aren't like yes, like their starting five is like wild, but they're not a super deep team. No. And if Kawhi Leonard, the thing is, is that Paul George is hurt. If Paul George wasn't hurt, I'd really pick the Clippers in this. I think hmm. that the the offensive firepower of the Suns is going to be a little bit too much for the Clippers. Yeah. But if Kawhi really starts getting on some stuff, like let's say D Book has a horrible series and Kawhi can lock up Kevin Durant, then. You might see the Clippers win that, but I'll, I'll still go with the Suns. Tim? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm taking. I'm taking Phoenix. I, I I'm going to take the other approach to you, Dakota. I actually think the Suns are going to pull something out. I think they're going to be from formidable. Chris mm-hmm. Paul's only got a couple of years left, but I think he sniffs the sniffs the end. He's going to turn it up. I know he's had a bad year, but okay. playoffs are different. You know, I think Kevin Durant will be fine. You're talking about probably the best half court player in the NBA. And in the playoffs, it's all about that half court offense. You know, there Booker's still a deadly shooter. I think he's going to be even more of a problem now that he doesn't have to be the, you know, the primary ball handler, the number two. I know they're not very deep. We talked about, but they got some guys. Aiton is going to help a lot on defense. Terrence Ross, give you some instant offense. I like Cameron Payne. I do think the Suns are going to make a run. I think they've finished up the Clippers without Paul George. I'm not buying into the Clippers, but I'll mm-hmm. save my Suns and where I think they're going till the end. Okay. Um, next, we have the Kings and the Warriors. I'm pretty divided on this, so I'll let you both go first. Well, I mean, I kind of we. I think we talked about this a little bit. I know I did. Yeah. I, I feel bad for the Kings. This is not the matchup you wanted. You didn't want the Warriors. They, I'm telling you, they they scored 54, 55 in the first quarter, just so everyone knew that they could do that whenever they wanted in the regular season. Uh, they're ready to go. I, I think Draymond Green, when he got in his verbal argument with Dylan Brooks, the one of like ten this year, you know, said he could care less about games in March or February, whenever it was. He's like, I, I don't wake up until the playoffs. So yeah, I I think the Warriors are gonna be fine. I feel bad. I like the Kings. They're a fun story, but this Warriors team is literally a dynasty. Yeah. I'm going to, yeah, I don't know. I don't, the thing is, I don't like doubting the Warriors because of who the Warriors are, but the age old saying of like, if someone's showing you who they are, believe them. The Warriors have shown all season that they can't win on the road (laughs) and you, and being the seed that you are, you're not going to have home. Like you're not going to have that advantage, especially if it comes down to game seven. Like you're playing that on the road throughout yeah. most of the playoffs. Yeah, they get Wiggs back, but Wiggs hasn't been in – he hasn't played basketball. He's missed, twenty what, 23 games with, like, his, his family issues that he had going on and stuff like that. And I don't know. I don't know. I think this is – I think this is going to be the year where Sacramento is actually going to be like, no, we've actually arrived, and we're going to shock you all really quick by knocking off last year's champs. We are here. We are that like that consistent team. It's legit. Like, don't think that because we haven't been here that we can't do it. I got Sacramento. I got Sacramento taking off the Warriors okay. in the first round. Nice pick. Nice pick. Yeah. I mean, going off the this, you know, it's gonna be my. This is gonna be the most entertaining series. I'm calling that now. They both can mm-hmm. score. I worry about the Kings. They do not play any defense, and you are gonna have to play a little bit of defense, especially it's a, it's against a, the Warriors. It's, a, it's definitely a matchup concern for sure because I do agree. Like their defense can be shaky on a night to night basis for sure. So the games are gonna be close because if if at any point, like Steph, Poole, Clay get hot, like that that's gonna be a major problem for them. I think Sabonis will also be a problem for them as well, though. So yeah. 
I don't know. It's definitely going to be a good series, though. Definitely watch for sure. I'm. I think the Warriors had their moment last year, and then with the injuries, they've kind of stumbled this year through and made the playoffs. And now they're getting a little bit healthier. But I kind of like the narrative that Tyrell's preaching of the. How often do we see teams like finally make the playoffs after X amount of years out? Finally, get a good team, and then they're just bounced from whatever sport they're playing in the playoffs. So, I'm going to say Kings and seven. I think it's going to be the best series, wow. best series of the playoffs. Okay. I think, I think Kings, uh, they show out, they show out. And then the last West game we have is the Grizzlies versus the Lakers or the Timberwolves. Do we think Bronny's got it? Yeah, right. Do we think he's got it? You damn right he does. You damn right he does. <laughs> go ahead. You can go ahead and mark it down now. I'm like, bro. First of all, LeBron is going to get past Minnesota because Minnesota basically yeah. qualified. <laughs> We've touched on that. Yeah, <laughs> we've already touched on that, so we don't even have to cover it. But you mean to tell me that he gets a crack at the young bulls who really think that they've arrived? We're good in the West. La la la. All that stuff. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I would be elated to see LeBron just take them out just real quick real early just boom they're gone y'all really like especially for like the lakers team like the way they started this season off with how horribly constructed their roster was oh yeah rob palinka might win executive of the year mm-hmm. just for how they've been able to turn it around he might have just done that for himself because he went from like arguably one of the most hated people in la to hey rob how you doing How's your day going? Like you actually like want to see this guy like now, but like I I think they do it. I think they shock a lot of people. I think they shut the young team up. I think the young team eats their words for talking so much trash to Bron and all these other teams about we're here, we're a dynasty, we're this, we're that, but we haven't proven anything. I think it starts with LeBron James and the Lakers. Yep. Okay. Uh, I I could uh, listen. I I think that you know the, the Lakers definitely got a nice path here. They're going to play the embarrassment that are the Timberwolves, and then they get the mm-hmm. youngest team. Now I want to go back to. <clears throat> I remember when the Suns made it to the finals, and I picked the Lakers in the same exact situation. Lakers were the seventh seed, and the Suns were the two seed. And I was like, oh, this young team, LeBron, put them to school. He he's not going to lose. So I was like, I felt bad for the Suns. It's like this is the first year they're really good. They look promising. They got a nice team. But you're going against LeBron in the first round. And, you know, if you, yeah, I was like, you would look at this and assume the Lakers were the second seed. And mm-hmm. I was completely wrong. And the Suns went and, made, and went extra far to make me look even dumber. I, I really don't think this Lakers team is very good. Anthony Davis and LeBron James are very good. This Lakers mm-hmm. team is not good. There's, this team stinks. I don't think the coaching is very good. The Grizzlies, I think, are going to have a trouble with them. But I ultimately, I just think they're the much better team. I, I, I gave Jaron Jackson defense play of the year. He's going to have to show up against Anthony Davis to prove it. LeBron's going to have to drop like he, and I think he can drop 40 points a game and have a triple-double, but I still think they lose. There's just, this team isn't good. They've been a problem all year. I don't think that's suddenly going to be fixed. I'm going to take the Grizzlies. Dakota, it's your call. I do like, I think it's tough. I think if there was no John Morant drama, I would pick Grizzlies easily. But then also the fact that the Lakers are playing really well lately. And I mean, AD is playing well, like that's got to be a sign for something. But I don't, I just don't, I think it's too little too late for the Lakers. I don't think they, 
I think it, maybe if the, they give him the offseason, they can kind of rebuild a little bit and give Braun a couple more good years. But I'm taking the Grizzlies. I don't think I love the it's narrative. Fair. I love it's the narrative, fair. but yeah, I don't think I don't think Laker the Lake Show is going to show up. Especially with them picking up Kenny Lofton Jr. Like he's tough. <laughs> he reminds me of Zach Randolph a lot. Like like real big body, big man. Zach especially Randolph. and they need it because. Steven Adams is out and they have their other big who's also going to miss time as well. So it's like they need a secondary big to go with Jaron Jackson Jr. If they're going to be able to do what they need to do against Anthony Davis. Yeah. So. All right. Moving yeah. on to the Eastern Conference semis. We got Bucks, Cavs, Sixers, Celtics. Who do y'all got moving on? Oh, I mean, uh, I don't, I, I like the Cleveland. They're a nice upstart team. They're young. They're on the rise. I'm not going to put too much thought in this. I think the Bucs are probably going to take care of them pretty easily. Probably a sweep, yeah. maybe five, but the Bucs are, yeah. are wrapping this up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking Bucks and five as well. They're getting into the, just their team is just nice. They're nice. Oh, they're, they're, they're not. I mean, this might be better than their championship team. Could, they're playing on another I think level. it is. They could sweep yeah. everybody. I wouldn't be shocked. So yeah. who's playing the Bucs in the conference finals then? Now this one's going to be fun. I mean, as for <laughs> Sixers fans, this yeah, is the matchup say. you want. I mean, I, I think that, like I said, this is the year. I think Doc's getting fired, and Harden's probably walking if they don't at least get to the conference <laughs> finals. And I don't even know if that holds saves any of them. Yeah. But I'm going to be optimistic. It's burned me pretty much every single year. I'm optimistic, just like Embiid's never won an MVP. We've never gotten out of the conference semifinals. But hell, you know what? One of these times I'm going to be right. I think the Sixers knock off Boston. I like the matchups they have against them. I think we have enough firepower to, to keep in the game, even though Celtics can play some good defense. But I'm taking the Sixers. The Celtics scare me. I think they've. I think the Sixers only won one game during regular season against them, but I. They got to like. I don't know if I'm thinking with my brain or my heart, but I just the Sixers. They got to win. Like we, there's no. The I don't see how you go year after year after year. I think the only time they didn't have a second round exit was the bubble because I think they lost in the first round. Like yeah, by the Celtics. It, it's it's got to change eventually. So I'm yeah. I'm taking the Sixers here. I'll, I'll say in seven. Yeah, I think it's going to be an incredible series. This isn't even me being a hater. Like, the Celtics have had the Sixers number all yeah, season. they have. That's, that's, that's just a fact. Uh, I, I, the reason why I think it's going to be an incredible series, though, is because it's purely going to depend on Robert Williams or the second, whatever he is. Like, it's going to depend on him. Whatever his lineage because is. Because he's – whatever the lineage is. Because he you you're going to need, like – him, Horford, and probably like another person to go ahead and guard a bead. But I'm also air on the side of like history as well has not been on the side of James Harden. He's done incredible things in the regular season and he has really shit the bed when it comes to the playoffs. See, there's too much footage to go back on it. And it's as unfortunate as it sounds, I feel like Harden is about to show himself again for why no. I think that he is a villain. <laughs> Because he's, uh, I'm telling you, there's already the little whispers that he's trying to get back to Houston, and that's where I ideally want to retire. But we see you, MF, because we, they're probably also going to get Wimbenyama, and you want to go over there. But that's sidebar. That's besides the point. I think Harden's going to fail y'all again. I don't even think it's going to be Embiid's fault. I really don't. I think Embiid's going to give you exactly what you need from him and just come up short. But that tandem – of Tatum and Brown, they figured that whole thing out too. And as long as everybody's healthy, 
they've had your number all year. I, I'm going with the Celtics, but I keep your bracket the way you want it. Like, of course, like I say, I, th- I say they win because they're going to get the trifecta, <clears throat> the Sixers mm-hmm. trifecta. Ready? You ready for this? Embiid okay. wins MVP. Mm-hmm. Harden doesn't play like playoff Harden. He plays like he did all year. Right. Embiid stays healthy. Yeah. How, when was the last time Embiid was healthy in the playoffs? He gets hurt that's, every that's fucking also year. True. Like I'm that's telling true. you, I'm, I'm like, I'm not overly religious, but I'll say a prayer for the man. I really <laughs> hope he stays healthy because I want to see it. I want to yeah. see it. He's got to like if he's fully healthy, how far can he really take the team? And I really think that, you know, yeah, that, it would be it would be nice to see a second round exit. We're gonna see it, but would not. Surprise me. Celtics are a great team. Yeah. So and, and by the way, Tim, I completely agree with you. Anything short of the Eastern Conference Finals for y'all, dot like Harden is oh, gone. Yeah, and this... So is Doc. One hundred. Yeah, you don't have y'all to worry about go, Harden. Y'all gotta go to the finals this year. Y'all. Gotta oh, go I think. To the uh, I think. I mean, you're not even worried if Harden wants to go back to Houston or wherever. If we don't get past the second round, they're gonna they're happily moving on from him. Yeah. So yeah. all right, what do we think? I, I, this one excites me because we got Denver versus Phoenix. And from what I heard from the first, you know, first round, I don't know if the confidence for the Suns is the same between me and you two because I think the Suns knock off Denver, and I'll tell you why. I think, like I've, I've hinted to, I know the Suns haven't figured it out yet with Durant, but Chris Paul knows it's coming in. I think he comes out has a nice postseason. Devin Booker and Kevin Durant with their shooting alone is a problem in the half court. I don't know who's stopping Kevin Durant. DeAndre DeAndre Ayton is a good defense player, and he's going to give Jokic problems. Who factor in what Durant does in defense? You have no one to even slow him down. Sorant will not be slowed down. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go take the Suns. I think they pull it together throughout the playoffs. They're all veterans. This is a young team. They've got some firepower. Mm-hmm. I think the Nuggets just have no one to slow down Durant. And between Aiton and Durant, there's enough to slow down Jokic. I have the Nuggets. Ooh, okay. I think I think Denver in six. I think KD just – I don't want to wish it will, but I think he gets hurt or he just doesn't play super well. I don't know. I don't think it's the Suns. I think the whole, like, Kyrie, KD getting out of Brooklyn thing doesn't work well for anyone. I mean, the Nets are going to lose, the Suns are going to lose, and Dev- or Dallas didn't make the playoffs. So I think it's going to be a trifecta of L's. So I'm taking the Nuggets to kick out Kevin Durant, one of the villains of the NBA. For me personally, and I know that obviously this is where my bias is going to kick in, but obviously I have the Nuggets getting past the Suns. I feel like overall we're a They're better a team. Yeah. We're the, we are the one seed. We're a better team. We're deeper. Like we have more players to play. Like realistically, Chris Paul isn't getting any younger. There ain't no load management in the playoffs. He's 38 years old, and he hasn't been having a particularly well season. So I think that at some point he goes down. Obviously, I hope that he stays healthy, but I feel like at some point you can kind of bank on that. We've all seen Kevin Durant play bad in the playoffs before. We've all seen him play exceptionally well in the playoffs. I feel like even if he does go off, we still have enough of a team to make it through his onslaught. And same thing with Book. We've seen Book go off, and we've seen Game 7 Book against the Mavs. Mm-hmm. So I, I, think the, the Suns, I, I think the Suns are going to lose. Just solely off the fact that they don't have the depth. I feel like this offseason will be beneficial for them because they'll have time to recalibrate their roster, and then next year will be a lot better for them. Also, they haven't lost a single game when Durant's when Durant has played. So I mean, they, there's got to be something. Helps. He's, 
He's he, it's got to be something. He's the easiest. Oh, he's in good. my opinion, he's the easiest superstar to play next to. Yeah, he's. Uh, I think he's the perfect superstar for the playoffs. That half court offense, there's yeah. no one stopping him. So I think this is where we're a little different. But now I got to say, I, I hope this matchup happens. Give me the Warriors. Give me the Grizzlies in second round. Ah, uh, the 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 jawing, the fighting. It's gonna be beautiful. I didn't think about that. That w- yeah, that would be. A it fucking... will be ridiculous. <laughs> it will up. be ridiculous. If yeah. It there's the, there's a lot of fun matchups, but this is I think gonna be my favorite. If it plays out like this. I'm yeah. gonna take the Warriors though. The oh. Warriors. I made this. I, I made the similar argument with the Kings. The, the, this team is not like on the decline. They have their whole team. We'll see what happens in the offseason, but they're all there. They're you all know, ready to go. You said they're not, good. and you know what? They've been talking a lot of trash with the Grizzlies in particular. They're not losing this series. You said some pretty dumb things in your time on this podcast. We're almost at three years, too. Shout out to us. Beautiful. Um, I could see the Warriors in the conference finals in the West. Like, I could yeah. see it 100%. All right, look oh, at yeah. that. We're both on pace. Yeah. I like it. But I had to keep it, so. Yeah, <laughs> uh, taking it at face value, Kings, Grizzlies. I still want to see the Kings. Yeah, that's where I'm at. <laughs> personally but if you substitute the warriors instead of the kings then it's the warriors because yeah. the, the warriors with that like that call it what you want rivalry not a rivalry whatever it is neither team likes each other so it's gonna make for great tv regardless oh for sure and i think yeah. i just think when it comes down to it the composure the warriors have been there they've talked trash they've gotten in the face Draymond's gotten flagrant technicals. They know what to do. The Grizzlies, I think, are going to let their emotions get to the best of them. They're on a big stage. They're playing the guys they hate. This is their moment. I just don't think it's there yet. So do we short. have – where are we at? Because I have the Bucks, the Sixers, and the Warriors versus the Suns, I think. Because that gets me to my next favorite matchup, and I think, of the West. Give me KD. Give me the against the Warriors. I'll roll right into this because this – if I can see the Kings versus Warriors. The, the history, huh? Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Man. If you it look, just watch the Warriors playoffs this, this series. If you, the Kings versus Warriors, I think is going to be 180 point, 170 point almost every night. Then they go against their rival with the Grizzlies to then go against KD. And I've been on the Warriors so far and I've been talking them up, but I still think, you know what? Just like Denver is going to have a problem against KD, I think the Warriors are going to have a problem with KD as well. I think the Suns hmm. have all the firepower that the, the Warriors can throw at them. And you know what? It's going to be personal. Uh, I think the Suns pull this out. I think they have enough veteran guys. I know they haven't been meshed yet, but I think they put it together on the playoffs and they show up. So I'm I'm taking, I think I got the, so I've got the Phoenix Suns in the finals right now. Okay. I have um bold prediction. I think the Grizzlies become the new Sixers and they lose in the second round every year. So I'm, t- I'm taking the Kings right in their wave. And then Tyrell, you had Kings versus Lakers. Who do you like in that one? LeBron James. LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> I like LeBron. Oh I shit, like LeBron. Damn. I really okay. like the thing is, I really <laughs> feel like that this Lakers team has flipped the script. They're not the team we saw in October. They're not. So I, I think that I think that their experience and just LeBron, he just he's gonna pull out some type of magic and just figure it out. But I, I would see him at this point knocking the Kings off. So this one is interesting to me because now, not to get ahead of ourselves, but now we've got your team, Denver, versus I'm assuming like one of your favorite players, LeBron. Like, where, what, are, where, who's winning? Who's going to the finals? I need to know this because now this is getting personal for you. This has got to be a oh yeah, split no, Mama this Kelsey is, and the this Super Bowl kind of thing for, for you. Me. 
because when you want, if you want to go back and look at the history, the Lakers have knocked Denver out of the playoffs quite a few times. And most recently in the bubble, when I really thought, because we, we were playing unbelievable basketball yeah. in the bubble, like there was a small part of me that was like, oh my God, we came back from down 3 1 twice, back to back series. Oh, we might go ahead and win this thing. We really might go ahead and win this thing. Cause I wasn't, at that point, I wasn't worried about anybody in the East. Like Miami, I really felt like we would have handled them had we gotten there. But this would be our revenge tour. Nope, Denver's going to have to go ahead and knock off um, the Lakers at that point. I think at that point, God forbid, but Anthony Davis's body will fall apart at some point, and it'll be in that Western Conference playoff, uh, All right. or the Western Conference finals. So and we got Denver. We'll go ahead and get that and get that revenge. Yep. So you've got Denver. I've got the Phoenix. Dakota, who's going in the finals from the West for you? I'm going with the Nuggets. I think wow, riding the wave. All right. I think uh, so. Spoiler: I think we're gonna have a matchup of well, technically it's <laughs> technically it's, it's already a matchup of. I see what you're doing. Technically, it's already a matchup of the MVPs with with Giannis and B, but it it's like it has to be in the cards that the Sixers finally do something because we had the the Union in the MLS championship, the Phillies in the World Series, the Eagles in the Super Bowl. God damn it, the Sixers better make the finals. <laughs> So, so I got it, I got Sixers over Bucks and I think seven games. I think that's what it takes for the Sixers to beat Milwaukee. So be, before I make my East pick, I'm just saying right now, after you pick the Chiefs to beat the Eagles in the playoffs and it I'll came out that. exactly like that, I'll if get you to dare that. pick against Sixers, I'll I, get I'm, to that. I, we're not getting year four. I promise you that. <laughs> I'll get to uh, that. <laughs> going off the East, this one hurts me, but I I pick with my heart a lot. But man, if you there's one team in the whole playoffs right now I don't want to play as the Sixers. I don't want to play the Bucs, man. Embiid's the most dominant player in the league, but if you're going to take Giannis and Brock Lopez, who should be in the conversation for Defense Player of the Year, too, I think. Brock Lopez? It, it, yeah, him, too. Brock Lopez. Uh, I don't think it's a good mix. <laughs> I think I think they're in trouble. So I think the Bucs – I think we're getting a rematch of the finals just a couple of years ago. We're going Sons of Bucks. That would be a good game, good series. Oh, my God, yeah. Kevin, Kevin Durant versus uh, Giannis. Giannis. Oof. Yeah. There's a lot of great storylines. There's incredible storylines because here's the thing too, if by some stroke of luck the Lakers do knock off Denver, I will be mad for all those 24 hours because then that means that you're a Lakers fan. <laughs> no, what it means is that LeBron's gonna get ahead, go ahead and get his fifth ring. That's what you that think? means. I, I, if oh, they yeah. get if they make if it they to the get finals, the they West, are destined. They yeah, they're the destined. West, it's destiny. Yeah, it's destiny at that. I point. agree with that. You can't like, come on. But to go over to the East. Based off of the way that you currently have it constructed, I mean, based off of the way that I would have it constructed, it would be Bucks Celtics. Right. And I, at that point, oof. Because you got to figure been... the Celtics, that means the Celtics are made in back-to-back years. Yeah. Oof. I got, I got the Celtics beating the Bucks then. Really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. And I say it for the simple fact that they've shown they can really destroy the Bucks if they have to. Like that would go to that would probably go to like a six or seven game series. But when they smacked the Bucks, what was that like one forty one to like ninety eight or eighty eight or something like that? I was like, yo, yeah, like they're not playing with them. Like they might be the number one seed, but the but the Celtics know how to beat the Bucks. So I think that that would be an incredible series and that the Celtics would go. But based off of the way that Dakota has his bracket out, I love it. 
because it sets up my other narrative. Oh. And that would be Embiid wins MVP. Yes. But the Sixers and the Nuggets would meet in the finals. And the Sixers would lose Shut to up. the Nuggets. <laughs> and Jokic would win finals MVP. I could say it, honestly. I love that. Because so the aspect of it, that would just be me saying that we just over not even Embiid is better than Jokic or Jokic is better than Embiid, but the Denver Nuggets as a team, right. in my opinion, would then be better than the 76ers as a team. And they would just be an entertaining series all throughout. Like you'll probably have more clips of Embiid getting the better of Jokic, but it just it would just result in a Nuggets win. And then so that, Dakota, and then are you be perfect? Roll us into your finals pick now. Are you going to actually pick against the Philadelphia team again in the finals? You have another. There's no way you do it. There's no way. Who's winning? I'm getting my Who's phone. winning the finals? So yeah, who is winning the finals? So so, <laughs> if you recall, <clears throat> rewind the tape. I picked the Astros to beat the Phillies, and that happened unfortunately. And then I correctly predicted the Chiefs to beat the Eagles, unfortunately, and that happened. So, if luck be with me, you know, damn well, I'm not picking against Philly again because I'm not trying to get just abolished by that city. So, give me the Sixers, baby. Win a fucking championship. Let's go. <laughs> you're only doing it because your life is at stake. My life is at stake. And I'm taking the Sixers. <laughs> your life is at stake, fam. <laughs> but go ahead and say that Denver's going to beat Philly in this <laughs> No, I, I would. And it happened? Oh. <laughs> Oh man, there's gonna be an arrest. There's going to be a bounty on your head bigger than John Wick, fam. I would find a nice, a nice rock to hide under, and then I would not come out for another like twenty years. Yeah. Something... I don't know how you show your face after that. You no, all, I would happily. I'd be happily filling that bounty if that's what. I would move out to London, lose. Tim. You could come back to the states. <laughs> Trust me, you wouldn't be welcome here. I would not allow it. So Tyrell, what do we got? We've got uh, Denver versus the Boston, I think. Yeah, I, got, Who, I, I would have Denver versus Boston, and I would have uh, Denver pull that out for sure. Two, I just, two Denver, I got, Bron- two Denver knock. I got, uh, two. I got, I got us winning it all this year. I do. I, I got it on FanDuel. I, I got it in my heart. Maybe I'm the one <laughs> also leading with my heart as well. <laughs> Bro, I'm not kidding. I did place a bet on uh, Sixers Nuggets for the finals. So <clears throat> that's what, bro, it happens. It happens. But yeah, no, I, bro. I thought this team was special when I saw the way Jokic led this team riddled with injuries with nothing but just our backup to a six seed. We have our people back, and I just feel like like this will finally be the time for us. Like, Jamal Murray already came out and said, like, this year, bro, is championship or bust. Like, he's got to come out playing the same way, same type of basketball that he was playing in the bubble on some, like, him versus Donovan Mitchell type stuff in that first-round matchup. Like, I really think he's going to come out and flourish. Michael Porter Jr. has been giving us great minutes and output. And then you got Yoke, who's maybe the MVP. Maybe. Mm. Who knows? But I just – if there's going to be a year for us to do it, it's this year. But if not, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. I, we're, we are I in serious that. trouble. We don't win. This is definitely a championship robust year for Denver and for Philly. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm happy for both of you because you both picked with your heart. You both have your favorite teams winning the championship. Here I am with the Phoenix Suns versus the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm just trying to become like a movie director. He's like, what is the best storyline? <laughs> it's true. I, I listen and I love storylines, but I, I think I think the Bucks, they remind me a little bit of what the Warriors did last year. They came mm-hmm. on hot after an all-state break. They I mean, 
The Celtics look great all year. The Bucks look like the much better team coming out of the East now. I think the Bucks would have knocked off the Celtics last year if Middleton didn't get hurt. Yeah. This team is clicking on all cylinders. I saw what Giannis did against the Suns when they won that championship. They're getting good minutes from Lopez, Drew Holiday, two defensive anchors. I think I've been keep saying it, Kevin Durant, you know, who's going to get him? Who's going to stop him in Denver? Who's going to stop him in LA? Who's going to stop him with the Warriors? The Bucs will, we have, they have the firepower to stop him. Okay. So I'm saying, I'm taking Milwaukee. I don't really want to, but they did it once. I think if it weren't for that toenail on the, the toenail. Line, sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do remember that. They I would love, once, honestly, if the Sixers are, not that's a it. great narrative too. That's a great narrative too. Durant gets his gift back against the Bucs. Yeah. But hey, I was gonna I say, mean, if, listen, if I Philly's, like that we got all three different teams. Yeah, I it, no, I, all of our brackets are pretty interesting. But like, if Philly doesn't make it, I would love for nothing more than Kevin Durant to get to the finals and just lose. I cannot stand him. <laughs> you, I was gonna say, you clearly don't like. Kevin I don't Durant. like him. He's a punk. <laughs> He's such a punk. I've never seen somebody attack like get at, mad at fans. Like, grow up. Like. <laughs> Well, you know what? I think when we get to the point where Dakota's taking personal shots at NBA players, this is when we have to wrap <laughs> it up. Stole my so, lunch money. Hey, yeah, I was going to say, bro, if you tag him, he might come for you. I know. <laughs> he Listen, might do it. Hire some snipers. It, I don't know about all If that. he picked against the Sixers again, I would have happily offered it up his Twitter handle. <laughs> so, but hey, I think we got playoffs starting um, tomorrow night, the playing games. I'm looking forward to it. Like you said, there's a lot of storylines yeah. potentially playing out. And I can't wait for it, but until then, boys, it's been exciting, and I hope we can do one after the playoffs wrap up, and maybe one of our love team, you know, our our, our beloved teams is pulling down the banner. So, until then, though. sure, yeah, no, let's definitely right, do boys. something before the season ends. But no, I appreciate it again bringing me on. You know, anytime y'all Thanks need a basketball, any, anytime y'all need a basketball guy, I'm right here. Oh, we got you. Always welcome. Always welcome. All, All right, right, boys. I'll talk to you guys. Peace. Later. Go Sixers.